0: back to knowing who you are and I think if you know who you are you're able to be able to pull from and communicate in different ways because a part of the five love language is essentially just you doing the work on yourself in different verticals and disciplines of your makeup to figure out what makes you love like what makes you give like all of these things so it's really about just constantly doing the work and I think that's really really important because this this thing called life man we have so many you know, uh, mixed messages and messages that aren't aligned with the greater good of humanity that if you're not careful, you can easily get distracted um, and not, uh, you know, focus on yourself. And one of the things that I'm actually writing right now, one of the scripts for the day Hey, I'm Brett Christian. Gornick.
1: I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live
2: Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day.
1: The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to
2: do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day ever mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice, and we're here to encourage you. You can
1: find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and even YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on www.livebetterco.org. Have the best day
2: ever. Live Better Squad, another podcast coming at you. We are super hyped today to have Brian Johnson, aka BJ the Dreamer, on the Live Better podcast today. Brian, how is your day going so far?
0: Man, I'm doing good. Thank you all so much for having me. I know what it takes to to do something of this magnitude, so uh, kudos to you all for putting in the work, uh, all the guests that you've had on this show, and the things that... Going behind the scenes that people don't really know about, and I'm just honored to be in your presence. Thank you so much for choosing me.
2: Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for you taking your time. And before we popped on, I just said, "Hey, like, how's the day going?" And you were just like, "You know what? Just happy to be alive." And I think that there's there's so much truth to that. Can you can you explain what you mean by that and how that is part of you?
0: Yeah, I think every day that you get a chance to wake up is a blessing. We, we we take this thing for life. Well, sometimes we can take this thing for life for granted. Um, you know, after a near death experience, uh, back in 2011, when I considered taking my life and I hit rock bottom, it really made me reevaluate all elements of my life and just realize that life is so, so valuable. And the fact of the matter that we're here and if we're healthy, um, you know, we have a chance to really make a difference in this thing. So, uh, just waking up and getting a chance to really go out and pursue, you know, my dreams and help people and serve at the highest level for me, like it really means a lot. So, you know, any chance that you get to wake up <laughs> during that day, I mean, any chance that you get to wake up is uh, it's just a blessing, man. BJ, I want to get,
1: definitely want to go back to that experience um, and talk through that because I think that people definitely do take it for granted. Um, but before we get to that, can you tell everyone what you do and what you're all about? Because you've got a pretty awesome story and a pretty awesome energy to you. And I think everyone would just benefit from hearing you, uh, you talk about that origin story.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the truth of the matter is I, I can't really put myself in a certain category about what I do. I think if we got to the root of that, like I'm just really here to help and serve, um, at the highest of high on all levels. Um, when it comes to some of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forced to be, able, I mean, not, I'm blessed to be able to do. Um, you know, I, I have a coaching business where I help people with their books. Um, I do TV. I produce TV. I, I uh, you know, I speak. I write books. Like, I do so many different things, and I think it really just boils down to me being a creative um, and a person that likes to create, you know, content, content that inspires. Um, and that's the thing that I would consider myself to do the most of. Like, I'm really just out here creating and creating content that inspires, On, I mean, at the highest level for the most part. And what was the second part of your question I want to make sure I didn't miss out on that I'm sorry my apologies. Oh,
1: no just just wanted you to inter- just to introduce yourself and and go through uh, your background and how you how you also got into doing that I think you know people see um, we feel this question sometimes but people see all of the things that you do and are are in super inspired by it and they might find something in there that they also want to do but find it overwhelming that people do all of that all at once. How did you come into or what did you start doing to help build into, you know, being able to actually take yourself out of any type of like career box?
0: Yeah, I think the origin, um, and I can't skip out on this because this is really important, like just growing up in Alabama, in Skipperville, Alabama, with a population of about 600 people, uh, one caution light. Uh, literally, the rooster wakes you up every morning religiously <laughs> at 6 a.m. Um, you know, that foundation um, taught me so much. But the, the, the main thing that I got from that, um, from my great grandparents who were born in 1916, 1918, we didn't have a lot, you know, growing up. But, uh, you know, they taught me the importance of hard work and service and just helping people. Um, so we always gave, and you know, because we didn't have a lot, but what we did have was love to give. My mother was, uh, you know, I grew up in a single parent household in a single wide trailer. You know, she just worked and provided as much as she could to make ends meet. And, you know, just through that experience and dealing with racism, you know, uh, in Alabama, and it, it just, it really like forged this energy of me just wanting to serve and help people because I knew that the world couldn't be the way that, you know, it was being shown to me on full display. And I knew that my current situation In terms of the way that us not having a lot, I knew that there had to be more out there and then I didn't have to, you know, subject myself to that. So through all of that, that pretty much established the foundation for me wanting to go out and inspire and help people um, at the highest level. So initially out of college, I took that, that quote unquote, good job, um, chasing the money um, in corporate America. But I quickly realized that that wasn't something that I wanted to do. So just from that process of saying that this is not something that I want to do, like, how do I really start to find what it is that I want to do? And I knew that that was only through, you know, just taking the risk and and uh, figuring out, you know, putting myself in different situations to, to get to that place of clarity so that I could figure out eventually what I wanted to do. And it took me some years to figure that out, you know, uh, had some ups and downs, but it got to a point where, um, you know, I went through a very bad breakup. And if you think about the social network and just how, um, whether it's true or not, how Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he really created Facebook and it was born after a breakup. Um, I had just reached a point where, you know, it hurt so much and it really got me down to my lowest of low. And I turned to alcohol and, you know, became severely depressed and nothing was working. And she like, you know, I, I leaned on the fact that she left me in the middle of me trying you know, to be on my entrepreneurial journey. So I I reached the bottom and I, I had considered, you know, just wanting to numb the pain. I wanted to numb the pain. And from that, um, you know, when you hit rock bottom, man, there's really nowhere else to go but up, but it really got me down to the core and asking myself what it is that I really wanted to do. And I've always loved, um, reading books. I've always loved doing, you know, speaking, helping other people, coaching, Um, But I always wanted to be on TV and I always wanted to use that as a platform to eventually, you know, do all of those other things at a higher level. So I sought out somebody who was a late night television host and asked him if I could come, you know, uh, if he could mentor me that he didn't have to pay me anything. I just wanted to learn from him. And so uh, he invited me to come out to Los Angeles and him and I had done some work previously before. And he gave me that card saying, if you ever need anything, let me know. Well, then I used that card and I didn't have any money at the time. I was broke and I had some frequent flyer miles. So luckily I was able to uh, move out to Los Angeles in 2012. He put me up in a place to stay. I had $325 in a red suitcase and that began the journey of Los Angeles of, you know, really starting to learn more about television, working behind the camera. Um, you know, building relationships with talent, with with, with talent, with celebrities themselves, with agents, managers, publicists, solely because I know that my end goal was going to be to launch my own show. So I had to really lay down the foundation and start asking myself, how do I build skill? How do I get more clear about what it is that I want to do? How do I establish the connections? You know, how do I have the cash flow um, to, to constantly invest into this dream that I want to do? Um, and so that became the thing that I wanted to do. And that's what I did. And and, and here we are today.
1: What was that when when you got to that point where you were rock bottom, but kind of knew like, okay, I, I have a few interests, I, I, I think I might be able to work myself out of this depression and whole and, and, and sort of series of setbacks. Did you have like more of like one clarifying moment? Or was that? just sort of a series of you being like, all right, today I'm going to try this. Tomorrow I'm going to try this because I think we work through sticking points with clients a lot where everything feels like it's negative in their life. And with a couple things, you can reframe uh, into some type of positive experience where you have control over, where you can move yourself and move the needle in a positive direction. What were some of those things that went through your head or people that you leaned on do you have any like specific books that really helped? Do you have podcasts that help? What was that sort of turnaround period where you went from trough to working your way out of that?
0: Yeah, so I, I leaned on having a spiritual anchor, even though you know my my foundation um, growing up was very religious and very Christian oriented, but I leaned on that spiritual anchor. And I would watch Joel Osteen or Bishop T.D. Jakes at the time. I would also, you know, I really immerse myself into Brendan Burchard's world, just from a personal development standpoint. So Brendan Burchard, all things internet, um, I'm sorry, internet marketing, just trying to learn and acquire skill because I was using the internet to, to make money selling, you know, info products and things of that nature. Um, you know, I definitely think and grow rich uh, the motivation manifesto by Brendan. Um, so it was, it was finding more of a spiritual anchor, um, and trying to rely on that to anchor myself because after I considered, you know, taking my life, I knew that I needed some, some more stability internally and the principles of Christianity and things of that nature gave me some of that, um, although I've since evolved to just be more spiritual, it was those things. It was finding laughter, you know, what was something that would make me laugh and like just seeking that out. It was, tr- it was trying to find ways to travel and get new adventure, um, to help with the creativity. It was, uh, uh, you know, watching inspirational movies, um, like the pursuit of happiness, uh, when Will Smith was, you know, in his rut and going through his process. So it was a, a culmination of a few things. It wasn't just uh, one thing. It was a culmination of a few things that got me through it for sure. I
1: love that movie.
0: Such a yeah. good movie. I'm I'm a huge fan of the inspirational
2: movies. They, they get me going with, <laughs> with, um you know, with the ability um, and the consistency and the effort to get yourself out from that bottom. You have found success for sure. You've got a book um, you've done stuff on TV, you coach, like you're doing it. With that being said, how do you continue to pursue, um, your purpose at a higher level? And how do you continue to grind? I think one of the things that Jason and I, we have a conversation a lot about and and talk about is like, is it possible to teach hustle or is that something that's just like inherited? Um, and you know, A lot of people see you now and would just say, oh, he's successful, like he's done it. And, you know, how do you continue to work hard? How do you continue to stay disciplined and motivated to not stop?
0: Yeah, I think success to me is um, realizing who you are. Like, I think if you can really tap into who you are, you know, you're able to seek that out and find that out and get clear about that. That is success to me. Um, in addition to that, I think happiness, too, as well. I think those two things go hand in hand. Um, so that's that's the thing that keeps me going, because I've gotten really clear about who I am and I'm, I'm just not leaving life up to chance. Um, for me, it's really about being intentional um, every day that I wake up to go out and pursue the dreams and things that I want to do. Also, when it comes to purpose for me, I don't feel I don't feel as if purpose is just one dimensional. I, I I solely believe that it's it's multifaceted. Um, But if we're going to talk about the core of purpose, it's really about maximizing your time uh, um, as a human being and, and, and serving and loving other people. Um, But you can't serve and help other people if you yourself aren't full yourself. So I just, I, I think about these things and I try to get more to the foundational element of who I am. And when I because I know who I am and what I'm doing, I've answered my calling because I do feel as if I have a calling that keeps me motivated. That keeps me inspired. That keeps me wanting to go. And I do believe that hustle is something that you inherently have or you don't like you can't teach hustle; like you can try to. But some people don't even subscribe to the notion of thought. So it's very hard for some people to take that in. So hopefully that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot to unpack from that um how do you when you coach whether it's for somebody like writing a book or just in conversation um i think one of the one of the things that is super important is who we surround ourselves with so when you have a coach that's inspired that's motivated that's done it that's been at the bottom you know you can lean on a lot of your self experience how do you coach somebody that's going through a similar situation that you went through? Uh, maybe it's not all the way down to the bottom, but they keep digging themselves into a hole and, you know, it's just, it's just something that they, they need to figure out how to get out of it. What are some of the ways in which you help or serve others to, to try to get their life moving in a, in a similar direction
0: to yours? Yeah, it's a great question. So the one thing that I can't deny about myself is that I've always been coachable. And when it comes to you know my background in sports and sports just guided me out throughout high school, you know, my cousins, you know, those people who were like selling drugs, they did they didn't want me to like take part in any of that. They wanted me to go focus on sports. And so sports was always my thing. And through sports, I learned so many different levels of leadership and being able to be coachable. And I also understood from sports too, as well, like, it dawned on me that as a coach, you can't coach everybody the same way. You know, like I was like the guy, like if you got on my ass, you were like, blah, 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 Brian, you need to do this. Like I, I responded well to that. There were some players who just don't respond well to that. You have to coach them in different ways. So as it relates to anybody that comes to me, um, number one, I can't want it more for them than they want it themselves. They have to be coachable. And number two, it's really about before you get to anything, it's about a mindset shift. And and really establishing some sort of foundation, um, and some sort of uh, foundation, yeah, some sort of foundation for that person to be able to um, always, no matter what happens in life, they have a sustainable foundation from them for them to be able be able to pull from because you're not always going to be with them people. So it's just important for you to create that foundation, but more importantly, they really have to know that. They have to want it more for them than, they, than than you do. That's really, really important.
1: The coaching thing is a really interesting and important point, and I feel like that gets lost, especially with people who are a little bit newer to it um, or formerly were an athlete turned coach without a lot of coaching-specific experience as they um, – try and teach the way that they wanna be taught. I think interestingly enough with relationships, um, this has become more commonplace with five love languages, but that the way you give and receive love is not necessarily the way that, um, or the way you you want to receive love is not necessarily the way that somebody else wants to receive it. And I think that you you expound that out over all of your relationships um, is really interesting because that type of self-awareness drives not only your coaching business forward, but also allows you, I think, to adjust so many of your messages across platforms, across mediums with different audiences, um, which then you can take to all of your projects. And I think, you know, just kind of like answering my earlier question to you is like, how do you start to put a lot of those puzzle pieces together is I'm sure that you have figured out, um. How to communicate some of the same messages in different ways to reach audiences across tv which might be different from a podcast which might be different in long form from your bite size um, consumable content which might be different from what you put on instagram and i think it's really important because people who want to learn or get into this or want to become more coachable that is a very necessary skill to learn that we all don't communicate the same way, which clearly right now, like from a social perspective is a hot button topic that people just don't seem to be getting.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think you you, you said a lot there. I really, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if there's much more for me to say after that, but you hit it dead on the head. And I just want to uh, kudos for you for even bringing that point um, home further. Um, But for me, like I said, it it goes to be able to pull from and communicate in different ways, because a part of the five love languages is essentially just you doing the work on yourself in different verticals and disciplines of your makeup to figure out what makes you love, like what makes you give like all of these things. So it's really about just constantly doing the work. And I think that's really, really important because this this thing called life, man, we have so many you know, uh, mixed messages and messages that aren't aligned with the greater good of humanity that if you're not careful, you can easily get distracted um, and not, uh, you know, focus on yourself. And one of the things that I'm actually writing right now, one of the scripts for the Daily Inspiration um, is talking about winning that morning and being intentional the night before you wake up so that when you wake up, you know what you're doing. You're not leaving your life to randomness. So winning the morning really starts the night before. And I think that goes back to the foundation of, you know, before you give yourself to the world and you grab your phone and you take part in the world, and we hear this all the time in personal development, but that is true. Like, we don't spend any time with ourselves before we engage with everybody else. And I think that's very crucial.
1: Brian, how do you think about taking ideas like that and awareness and spreading that message back to somewhere like rural Alabama um, or any community or subculture that that's just not really talked about you know i think you you said something that i think is so true that you that finding success is knowing who you are um i think interestingly like a lot of people think that they know exactly who they are but it just subsists in a culture that is not that doesn't have a any any type of like experience with people who are not like them yeah and they don't find that there's any growing to do how how do you take some of that message back to some of the experiences that you i'm sure continue to face now um that we are facing as like a broader community in society where you know we we just want to like press buttons and yell and argue and and not do that in a safe and fair way how do you go back and spread that message, or where do you start with somebody who seems a little bit more stuck, or how do you get that into communities that don't have the normal friction, like a Chicago or an LA or in New York or any type of like major metropolitan place?
0: Yeah, powerful question. I think my existence and my makeup of uh, my travels, my who I, you know, the people, the level of individuals that I've worked with, you know, I, I think all of that. Has allowed me to be able to communicate to individuals no matter who it is you know from working with mark cuban to working with the the grocery store owner back in my hometown um i've been so diverse throughout the course of my life that i think that my genuine authentic nature of how i choose to put out content is always thinking about the greater good of humanity across the board so i think because of me just being genuine and authentic and the way that I create content it allows that message those messages to be able to be taken and received well regardless of who it is if that makes sense yeah
1: and when if if and when and i'm sure this 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 happens that message does not get received how do you think about sort of like taking care of yourself and and how do you practice some of that self care to maintain like a good level of patience and empathy maybe um, or at least just self-restraint when you know that message does not get received in the way you want it like how do you think about taking care of your mental health in that way going forward because you know we we have a platform and I know sometimes it's difficult when you take a stance and you say something and people disagree with you or they have something to say about it you kind of take it personally how do you think about taking care of your mental health and, and, you know, kind of like protecting that message and positive attitude when you're creating content and especially when you're speaking to live audiences.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I've always had the whole like notion that regardless I know that my message is not going to be received by anybody. I know, you know, content that I create is not going to be received by everybody. I just, that's just inevitable for me. It's really about just the intent. If I come from a genuine place, um, which I do. I Once I release it, it's out there. Once I do a speaking engagement, yes, I'm going to critique myself a little bit better to say that, you know, I wish I could have done this better. Um, but I, I just release it. I let it go because I know I know from the foundation that I'm coming from. So going back to answer the second part of your question, like how do I take care of myself mentally? It's really about setting up a system that I've had in place for quite some time and being able to constantly add to and take away. It's no different than the foundation of a house. So if you think about the actual foundation of a house um, and not, uh, you know, focus on yourself. And one of the things that I'm actually writing right now, one of the scripts for the daily inspiration a foundation for me for a, from a mental health standpoint, it's my mental health checklist. So that when life does happen, so when things do come my way, that knock me off kilter, I'm able to go back to that foundation, go back to my checklist, go back to my system, to be able to pull from that, um, and the truth of the matter is, man, I've been through so much in life. Like I just, I don't subscribe to like the emotional turmoil that most people do. There's not a lot that rattles me. Um, I'm so, I'm very sensitive in nature in terms of, uh, you know, when when I see people not being the best versions of themselves, or I see people that have fall, you know, fell to homelessness. Um, or somebody that just has all this potential. Like, those are the things that bother me the most. Um, but other than that, like, I just don't subscribe to so much emotional turmoil. Like, I'm really tapped in in who I am, what I'm supposed to be doing, and if somebody doesn't like me, I think a lot of that was has been predicated on the fact that I'm, I'm Black, and I've been called the worst of the worst, and I've been through the worst of the worst. My life has been threatened. Um, you know, I've been pulled over by cops you know, guns drawn on me for just driving while black, like I've experienced a lot. So there's not a lot that bothers me. Um, When we talk about this pandemic that we're in, I mean, the truth of the matter is, dude, I feel like I've been in a pandemic my whole life. So, you know, that's, that's just my truth. And um, that has equipped me and, and created this internal, sense of like responsibility to humanity to ensure that I am taking this energy and turn it into good to inspire the world.
2: With that. And I think that there's a lot there. What does it mean to be a dreamer? I
0: mean, that's like your big thing. Like, what does that mean? For me, a, a dreamer is anybody that's willing to take the risk in order to get an outcome. And the the way that I've coined this uh, throughout my book is that anybody can be a dream, a dreamer, but if you don't have that foundation, that foundation to be able to pull from. And so for me, even creating the live your dreams out loud book, it was about anybody, you know, most people, when it comes to living their dreams, specifically in this day and age for the more modern person, um, we don't have any foundation to pull from. So the dreamer, anybody can be a dreamer, but it's important for the dreamer to have some sort of foundation. And that's what I did by creating the book and, you know, having the six steps and doing ask campaigns to survey people to figure out like what were the core elements and things that people would need to sustain their dreams. So a dreamer is anybody that's willing to take a risk, man, that's willing to, to take that risk and they're seeking an outcome. Yeah, that is, I mean, I think that that it's huge. I think that
2: it's, it's an important thing to think about dreams because one of the things that, that we work with people on, and honestly I have to work with myself on too, is just not getting bogged down by what's right in front of you, um, what you're currently working on, what are the current things that need to be filled and sometimes to take a step back to just sit there and dream. Um, And I think it's, I think this like lockdown quarantine thing um, for Jason and I in regards to our business and live better. And and for me, just on a personal note, uh, we had a conversation about how this was a time where we got to take a step away and work on our business uh, a little bit more than work in it. And I think I've also done that in my life too. just like take a step back and be like, what are the things I really need to work on? Like, you know, I am a hustler. Like I'm up early every day, working, working out, pursuing big goals. And it's just like, it's been nice to have a little bit of time to just take a step back and work on things. And so I think that that is a, I think that's what a lot of what dreaming is for me. Like, um, it's just like really taking a step to say like, what are the big things? Like, you know, once you start grinding on your own stuff, you get like you said, like sometimes you get caught up in things. And now it's like, like, what are the dreams? Like, what are you really like? What are the big things you want to do? Um,
0: and I think this is a good time for people to do that. Absolutely. I mean, at 37, you know, I've, I've been a part of this Internet era. And, you know, I remember when they were just encyclopedias and there was no Internet, yeah. you know, um, I remember the AOL dial up. I remember when cable television came about, like I've been a part of this transition. So to see where we were then to where we were now and for individuals to actually have more insight to see what the world looks like has opened up so much inside of us internally to be able to dream because you see it in the tangible sense. Right. So I think, you know, with the advancement of technology and the fact of the matter that you are wherever you are in the world right now. And you and I can have a conversation and we take this conversation and package it up and do whatever we want to and push it out. Like it gives me the, it, it, it excites me so much because even the simplicity of that lets me know that anything is possible. And that's just yeah. kind of how I live my life. It's like, I know, don't tell me that it's not possible. Like, have we not tried have we tried if we haven't tried don't tell me it's not possible because i truly do believe that anything is possible
2: yeah that i think that i mean it's it's so cool to have been a part of that and see the advancements that have happened and the records that have been broken and the, like you said the insight into what is going on i think is it's an important thing for for us now i think on that side of things, what would be some advice you would give to the younger generations that had an Instagram created for them when they were born that had, uh, (laughs) that were on, you know, iPad time when they were four, um, you know, like what would be some advice you'd give them? Because like, I mean, this boom and this access to information, like I remember, like you said, I still remember my my sixth grade essay paper on it was just all about something that interests you and, and I did the origin of basketball and I'll never <laughs> forget looking through the encyclopedias okay basketball okay it was created by this guy named Naismith where was he from I'm like what and then like seeing a little picture in one of the books of like a little basket on a tree and I was like man that's crazy now you can just you know google it it's on wikipedia in 30 seconds so like what would be some advice you'd give to that generation or not even necessarily advice just like Thought about like life in general and speed and access and how how great that is, and on the other side of that, how important it is to understand that having that access comes with a lot of responsibility.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, Number, no, wait, was it you on your profile that I saw that your goal is to dunk a basketball? Yeah, that's me. Okay. All right. That was great. That was great. I'm working on it. Okay. Well, wait, what are you doing to work on that? Uh, I have
2: a couple different coaches that I'm working with that have created some programming for me. So it's a lot of strength work, a lot of skill work and jumping, um, and just a, a big transition in the shift of, of my workout regimen because- Last year, I ran a marathon, actually mm-hmm. today, last year. Uh, and so running a marathon is probably the worst thing you can do for your vertical jump. <laughs> so uh, it's been a year of, of progress. And then honestly, just the the social support that I've got from people of just like watching my journey has been huge. So I mean, I found a coach was huge. I got a couple coaches working with some people in, in Chicago, but also people digitally, like we talked about how amazing that is to access that. Uh, And then having a community that's just like supporting me every time I get closer. That's dope.
0: Um, To answer your question, you know, it's it's not one particular thing. But I will say that this generation has the shiny object syndrome. And with that shiny object syndrome, they lack um, substance, so to speak. And they're pretty much becoming carbon copies of everybody else. And they really don't know who they are and so it's important for them to do the work to figure out and determine who you are i think personal development now more so than ever is so important because if you look at it there are a lot of studies and researches and things that's that's going on right now and taking place of the therapy that we're going to need to enact and and as a matter of fact it's already going on to pull people out, out of the matrix of social media because that has essentially become their life and the human brain isn't designed for consumption in that manner in that particular manner so it's like, don't go down the rabbit hole of consumption. Like if you're going to consume anything, consume the thing that that lets you know who you are and seek that out. And I think that's where where you know any advice that I would give anybody is that that's the place where you should be living at um, and not necessarily trying to consume so much of the negative BS that's on social media. Not to say that all social media is bad, but a great deal of the things that we consume are.
1: I think kids are <laughs> gonna have a really hard time, as you're saying, coming back around to who they are. And I think when it's gonna really hit home is when you leave college. That was like a big, a big thing for me. I mean, I, I was played sports. I was extremely social. Definitely self-identified as an athlete, having friends as athletes. And then you go to college, and I was in a fraternity, and you self-identify as that as someone who's social, and then you get a job. And then all bets are off. No longer do you show up to the same first period class with the same people and the same social structure that's kind of set for you um, with a specific set of rules about getting grades and how you operate. It's just no man's land. And then you don't even keep score by the same way anymore. It's not being kept score by – how good of an athlete you are and what kind of grades you get, but completely open-ended to write your own script. And I feel like when that happens, I I feel like it's happened with our generation. I mean, Brett and I are 31. I think it's already happening with us. It's just happening a little bit later. I think these kids are going to feel that out of college when that structure sort of breaks down and they have to figure out how to be happy on their own by getting their own job, deciding what shiny objects they want to buy and what shiny objects define them rather than, you know, knowing who you are as a person. I think it's going to be really, really difficult. And that stress is going to amplify because none of that work was done until you enter adulthood. And then you're, then you're aware of like how lost you feel rather than it being in high school where you just kind of feel lost arbitrarily because everyone does. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, the fact that you all are 31 and you're doing the work that you are doing, like, it makes me feel good that, you know, I mean, I'm 30, I'll be 38 soon, um, but it makes me feel good to know that what's coming um, because you, you all are the true leaders of our generation. You, it's important that the work that you do, man, when times get hard or you just don't feel like going, like, think about the fact of the matter that you are truly serving life at the highest level of, 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 of high, honestly. That's what you're doing. So I, I mean, I kudos to you all for doing the work, man. I mean, at 31 to know the things that you all know and to, to set up the system and the foundation to create something so good, like, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's everything. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, we appreciate that very much. We've had a lot of really great people like yourself to look up to. Definitely wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to do that without, a lot of the work that people like you are doing and, and other people we look up to, I think it's been interesting, like picking and choosing too who you want to learn from. Uh-huh. Yeah, And that going back to what you said before is really interesting because like people who are younger that are living on social media, they have a really wide array of people to learn from. And not all of those are good
0: sources. <laughs> right. That's true. And I will say this, that, because we are in the shiny object syndrome, one thing about me, if I could lend this extra thing for uh, the younger generation to do and that would be I guess fame has something and that kind of is tied to the shiny object syndrome that so many people are seeking out these days. Um, for me, I've been so focused on acquiring skill over the last eight years of being in Los Angeles and, being okay with working behind the camera with the goal of intent of knowing that one day that I was going to get in front of the camera. But it's really about acquiring skill, relationships, um, you know, and, and and just trying to learn as much as I could during that process. And so now I'm okay and I'm competent enough to go out in front of that camera. But that being in front of the camera is not what drives me. It's the skill And the know how that I've learned and acquired to be able to go out and what I'm gonna do. Like, I haven't even truly gotten started yet. That's how I see it. This daily inspiration is probably gonna be the first thing in terms of scale that is really gonna transition the brand uh, substantially. And I've just been working behind the scenes with, you know, helping the Jay Shettys and, that Tom Bill used, well, not necessarily helping Tom, but he's a friend of mine and individuals that are in this space that, you know, really helping them at the highest level and working with some of the biggest, most notable celebrities in the world. Like, I've done that and I've done it. I've done it really well. I've acquired skill and now it's time to take that skill and push that out to the masses in the way that I want to. So I just, I would add that that, that thing too as well. Like, acquiring skill is so important. Yeah, that is... I think that's a
2: that's a that's a really good thing. if if anybody pulls anything away from this episode, that is one thing I think that has been something that I, we focus on a lot is just being able to do what we tell people to do because we've already done it or at least tried. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's important to to take a step back and just realize that like mastery takes time. And you can't be one of the top dogs until you have put in the work. And I think that that's something that's just extremely important for everybody, regardless of generation to, to realize that you don't become one of the, you know, you're not famous just because you think you're good at something. And I, I'll, I remember that when I was um, working out once in uh, Austin, Texas at a place called On It. Um, Aubrey Marcus runs it. And, we were interviewing a guy on our podcast who is the head of kind of like operations and relationships there. And I remember that he was talking about how, you know, one of his dreams was always to like speak in front of groups. He's like, I always wanted to do that. And he's like, my mentor told me that in order to speak in front of groups, you have to be worthy enough to speak in front of the group. It's like, you know, you don't, just because you're good at something or you know, something doesn't mean you have the, backing to be in front of a group talking about it like that just takes years it just takes consistency in years yeah um -hmm. and so i think that's super important to say like during the time you know as you might be trying to work your way up if you have more skills and you're good at what you do you will shine through because you're putting in the work over time
0: absolutely absolutely
2: one of the things we love to ask everybody on our show and it's the motto that we we've strung together at live better is it's all about the best day ever um and our our thing that we tell everybody is just to have the best day ever every single day and we think that's something that can be created through thought through hustle through hard work and through what you talked a lot about just resiliency so if you could wake up tomorrow brian and let's say there's anything you can do like there's no covid restrictions uh what does your best day ever look like
0: i'm traveling to fiji (laughs) <laughs> uh, that has been something I've wanted to do for quite some time and was going to do it pre COVID and then COVID hit and it changed everything. But I think uh, there's something that's just calling me there to Fiji when I see it, every picture, I mean, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, in my house, like on my screensaver, like Fiji is just the place that I want to go. So that, that would be the most perfect day for me right now. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think some, some, there's something about, the energy um, that I'm just receiving from there, like I'm really yep. big on like tapping into my energy and being aware of that. And it's just a it's a spiritual pool. It's an energetically pool. It's an energetic, energetical pool or how do you say it? It's an, energy, it's an energy pool. I'll just say that it's an energy pool that I feel completely. Um, compelled to go there like I, I can't explain it you know it's you, just, gotta it. It's you, just gotta, you gotta do it you gotta do it so, <laughs> so, you just go rip it I have
1: a good. lot of those places right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> Australia too Australia is, is very interesting uh, I have a pool from there too as well I lived in Spain for a while oh nice so did I and studied abroad so that was great and I had a pool there too as well so and it was one of the best experiences ever yeah Spain's
2: great I lived there too while well, I studied it's awesome where'd you study uh, at? uh Uh, In Barcelona.
0: Okay. I studied at the University of Alcalá. Oh, nice. Where's that? I want to say it's northeast of Madrid. Okay. Okay, cool. That's awesome.
2: Uh, So obviously there's a lot of things you're doing from from what you're starting with, the Daily Inspiration, to your book. Um, to your coaching where can people find out uh, more about what you're up to what you're creating and where you're taking things
0: and all things at bj the dreamer on my social media um that that is probably going to be the best place because there's just a lot of changes going on with website and stuff like that right now so i would say all things bj the dreamers facebook uh, instagram youtube and twitter sweet well, BJ,
2: thanks so much for, for taking your time and not only that, but just doing exactly what you're doing because the inspiration and also the tactical ways of, of accomplishing things and reaching for your dreams is something that, especially during this time, I think a lot of people can, can lean on. Um, and when we talked about earlier on like who we should be learning from, uh, I think it's a really cool
0: thing to see you because you know what you're doing is for all the right reasons man I love that and listen I'm I'm so honored um always to be on any platform and the fact that the matter that you all chose me uh says a lot about you know it makes it 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 does validate the work always I, I never take yeah. this for granted anybody that I talk to it means something and I have a responsibility to come and be prepared uh to your audience and I just want to reiterate again to you all um the work that you're doing here is so important and if I can ever be of service to you in any capacity please let me know, but this is so, so important. And I wanna make sure that I begin to support you more from afar. And that's what's really good about this ecosystem of life. Um, You know, you put that good energy out there, you make connections and, you know, we just push the culture forward and you all are doing that. So thank you so much for for being the leaders that you are and for putting the work in, it means means a lot to me. Thanks brother, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you so much. And thank you for uh, spending some time with us this morning.
0: Thank you too, and listen, Whatever you do, anybody that's listening to this, please live your dreams out loud. That's <laughs> Always, baby. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you all. Thank you.